The following is brought to you by the Leave It in the Ring Podcast Network. All boxing, no filter. Greetings and welcome to the Boxing Esquire Podcast. Welcome to a Christmas bonus edition of the Boxing Esquire podcast. Um, Scott Schaefer and I uh, talked for quite a bit uh, when, when we did our uh, session, and uh, I actually had to uh, cut some of it out. So uh, uh, I didn't want to, uh, to waste that. So uh, I'm going to uh, give kind of a uh, episode 16A of the Boxing Esquire podcast with Scott Schaefer. Um, this was the part where we talked about the networks. I hope you enjoy. But, uh, you know, just getting to, to maybe what was the biggest story in 2018. No question in my mind what the biggest story is. <laughs> was uh, had to be uh, HBO going under. Um, you know, last year, around this time, we asked, um, you know, how will HBO rebound from losing the, the two top franchises in boxing, uh, top rank in PBC and not getting the World Boxing Super Series? I guess the answer was they won't. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, and I, and I remember trying to be diplomatic about that last year and uh, the way it played out. Uh, it's, you know, the guys like us were old enough to remember the 90s when HBO was the absolute pinnacle of the sport. I mean, I, I can remember, the you know, as a, well, I, I didn't I didn't get HBO. I, I grew oh, up in Staten HBO. Island and HBO, HBO didn't come to Staten Island for a while. Uh, I personally got subscribed to HBO in 1990. Which was the the two of the first fights that were on HBO when I subscribed were, were Tyson Douglas or excuse me Douglas Tyson, and then uh, Julio Cesar Chavez Meldrick Taylor won. Both of them were within a couple of months of each other in 1990. That was an unbelievable way to mm. start off subscribing to HBO, and that's Absolutely. you know probably the reason why I'm sitting here is because right. those fights made me a huge boxing fan, and you know both of us can definitely remember you know looking at the HBO schedule and, and, you know, being excited for weeks about an HBO show and getting a chance to see it, a new fighter you've never seen before or just a matchup that, you know, the best versus the best. And, you know, times have changed. Um, and I think when people look back on 2018 and boxing, uh, it, certainly the business side, but if not boxing overall, it's, it's really just the, the, the changing of the guards and the end of an era, the HBO era, the cable television era, the HBO era certainly came to an end in, in 2018, and the DAZN era started in 2018. Right, right. And, uh, you know, I think that the way people watch television and cable television in general and consume entertainment is going to change dramatically in the next couple of years, and, 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 and the Netflix slash DAZN model is, is going to take over. Um, it makes it great for the people who are already fans. Uh, I think it makes it not so great for developing fans. I mean, DAZN, as far as I'm aware, hasn't released numbers about how many people have watched the fights. <laughs> and I, 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 I'm a happy DAZN subscriber. I, I got it from, you know, day one. Uh, the, the Emil Khan fight, I think, was free. And then the Anthony Joshua fight was probably the first fight that you had to pay or, you know, many people got the free trial. Um, got it from day one whatever it is, nine or 10 bucks a month. Love it. Love seeing all the undercard fights. Love being able to, you know, tune in a little bit before the main event and then just kind of fast forward through the undercard, see what you missed and 
if you're interested in a certain young prospect, you get to see him. I mean, everything's on there, so it's great. Um, but in terms of building a market, you know, I think it it's it sets up a barrier. You know, we're old enough to remember boxing on free TV on on ABC, Wild World of Sports, and CBS and NBC when anybody can just tune into boxing and become a fan. Um, you know, the complaint for with HBO and Showtime was that hey. They're trying to build stars, but it's on pay TV, and not everybody has pay TV. Right. And so, how do you build a star when nobody gets to see it? And now that 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 issue is even more amplified now because fewer people are, are watching DAZN than than subscribe to HBO. Well, that's that's the irony, right? I mean, we finally you know PBC had the disruption a few years ago. They put boxing back on free TV. You know, this was the year they had to flip the model. They finally did. They they've got it back on Fox. You know, it's going to be in prime time on uh, on Saturdays. Uh, you know, at least ten months out of the year, it'll be on FS1 as well. You've got Top Rank on ESPN. You know, you've got like Major League Boxing very accessible to the masses. And then what happens? You know, another like outlier. You know, this time a streaming service, not a pay cable. Uh, outfit, you know, is is comes in with a huge bank and is 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 trying to pick off, uh, you know, major fighters and take the sport, you know, away from the masses again. So it's it's deja vu all over again. Right, but, uh, and and it remains to be seen how long ESPN will, you know, resist the temptation to put its big fights on its app, ESPN Plus. Right, and, uh, right. They, you know, the fights seem. I mean, so far they've been good about keeping it on ESPN, but but they seem to be migrating their fights over to the app. Yeah, it's it's a little confusing how they're doing it. Like you 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 really you know I don't know if there's any rhyme or reason. I'm sure there is, but uh, I I can't see it. You know what you know what fights go on the, on plus and and what don't. I mean, you've had a couple major fights. I mean, the Crawford Horn fight was a big fight, and in fact, um, I think that was the impetus for. Uh, ESPN getting their or Top Rank getting their new deal with ESPN because it was a huge success in bringing subscribers apparently, which is a great great news for the sport that uh, that Crawford Horn really drove a ton of subscribers to to ESPN too. So ESPN really is now getting you know putting some more muscle behind Top Rank and gave them a longer deal. Um, but you know, it, it, there still doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason. Uh, you know, w- which fights go on? They kind of alternate them. Um, obviously, ESPN wants to get into pay per view at, so- at a certain point too. And, and this is like the big, big question for boxing is if if you get enough subscribers to the streaming service, can you sell the pay per view strictly on on? You know, if you get to the point where you can sell the pay per view strictly on the service, you're cutting out in demand. Which has been cutting fifty percent off of your That's revenues. Right. The, the local cable operators would traditionally take, or still do traditionally take, about fifty percent of of the pay per view revenue. Absolutely. And, and, Absolutely, and the apps allow you to you bypass that. You bypass yeah. that, and the promoters keep them. But, but, but yeah, yeah. The question is, you know, when we get to that point, what's going to be the price point? You know, are, are they going to still try and like you know take you for seventy five dollars for these big things? Or, I mean, obviously they're making them. Fifty percent more money. You think they they could lower the price point and make it you know uh, a lot more appealing to the masses? You know, I mean, you know, we'll see what that sweet spot is. Right. And what and what will and what will the consumer's reaction be? I mean, again, happy to zone subscriber here, but come April, you know what? 
will they ask us to pay more for Anthony Joshua's fight? Will that just be included in, in the basic package or, right. or for the really big fights? Are they going to take them off the zone? I mean, you know, already there might be a hint of things to come. And I'm, a, again, happy to zone subscriber, but a little bit upset and, and confused. Uh, it was announced just within the last couple of days that Dillian White versus uh, Derek Chisora which is just a real fight fans fight. Yeah. I mean, just you know the the, per, the, personal, the personalities involved, the rematch, the the you know what's what's at stake, and what, what could be in store for the winner, the future implications in the heavyweight. Just a, a great, great, a great fight for for hardcore fans to look forward to. Uh, and you know because it's a matchroom fight, it was assumed it would be on DAZN. And earlier this week, they announced it was going to be on Showtime. Right, right now, look, I still have Showtime, um, so. I'm not. I don't really care that much where I get to watch that fight. Had I not been a Showtime subscriber and only had his own, I, I would be upset. And also, you know, there's some undercard fights I want to see there too. Right. I mean, I always, you know, this guy's not a top performer, but I'm always kind of intrigued. If you had this podcast uh, several years ago, I would have been talking about how I thought a you know, future heavyweight champion of the world was going to be David Price. <laughs> hasn't quite worked out that way, right. but I still kind of would like to, you know, I still kind of follow his career and like to watch his struggles to remain relevant. That fight's probably not going to be on Showtime, and and would have otherwise been on DAZN. So, you know, I'm I'm paying my money to DAZN and not and not getting that fight right now. So, yeah, it's you interesting. Know, I think little, it, little little cause for concern there. Will, will my life go on without seeing David Price? Uh, you know, <laughs> yes, it will. But a little little bit of a cause for concern. Sure. Um, I think it came out that that with Eddie Hearn's overseas fights. It's not a guarantee that they'll be on DAZN, but DAZN has, the, has like the option to bid on them. And the fact that they didn't bid on this fight, which is a major heavyweight fight, I mean, Dillian White, I would say, is a top five heavyweight. Chisor is arguably top 15, top 10. The fact that it's not, uh, you know, that they decided not to bid on that, I'm kind of like, mm. Are they short on cash? Or, <laughs> yeah. You know, or... I, <laughs> Maybe they wanted to get broader exposure. Right. Um, I, it makes I, you wonder what numbers, you know, Eddie's fights are doing, you know. I mean, maybe they just felt like, hey, you know, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll pass on this one. You know, we don't think it's going to do any numbers. It's not going to drive any subscribers. Um, you know, and again, that's another piece of it we don't know right. is, the, is the the deal that Hearn did with the zone, and if it if it's you know he has to drive you know x amount of subscribers to the channel in order to maintain his deal. We we don't know any of those details, so it's you know the uh, zone has come in you know with with a big splash and, and thrown a lot of money around, but as you know you know in this sport, just having coming in with a big pile of cash is is not always uh, get your foot a guarantee. It'll, it'll, get your foot, it'll get your foot in the door. But the, uh, the old joke, you know, you know, how how do you get a million dollars in boxing? You start with seven million, yeah, exactly. You're ten million, yeah. <laughs> start with ten million. Well, they started with a lot more than that. Uh, <laughs> and that will do it for the uh, bonus edition of the Boxing Esquire podcast. Um, obviously. Uh, Scott and I recorded that before the, uh, the Dillian White, uh, Derek Chisora rematch. So, uh, anyway, I just wanted to, to give you, uh, a, a little bit extra. Um, it's been a great 2018. Looking forward to, uh, continuing this podcast since 2019. And, uh, happy holidays to everyone. Happy New Year. And, uh, so long, everybody. Have a great 2019.
what you was looking for?